Welcome to the A-Game Podcast with Nick LaMagna, digging into the minds and experiences of some of today's brightest entrepreneurs in real estate and business, along with Hollywood stars, UFC fighters, and your favorite rock bands. People that have figured out how to overcome obstacles, take chances, live boldly, and no matter what they do, they always bring their A-Game. All right, my guest today on the A-Game Podcast is Andrew Lucas. He is a real estate investor fighting out of South Carolina. He is a nice guy. He's part of a mastermind I was just in, and they were actually crediting him with finding a new method to find deals that's helping a lot of people scale up another deal or two a month into their already existing business. Or if you're starting out new, it's a really good tool and a good way to implement maybe getting your first or your second deal with literally no money out of your pocket in a very competitive market. So make sure you listen to the whole podcast because we talk about all the different ways to find deals as Andrew is the founder of the Finding Deals Club. That is his specialty. So if you're looking to find deals, listen to this full uh, podcast. We talk about all the different ways to find them, ways for new people, ways for experienced people, and then these new alternative ways that you can start to implement some things in to get around all the new regulations that are coming and just keep things sharp and fresh and exciting to put a little bit more money in your pocket, increase your revenue per deal, and increase your deal flow accepted on a monthly, weekly, or annual basis. So thank you so much, for Andrew, for coming on. If you're in the South Carolina area, definitely connect with him. He brings a lot of value to that local community a lot of it is for free as well check the show notes for all the ways to connect with andrew with his deal finders club and with all the ways to work with him and connect with him on social media and keep that relationship going and while you're there please the fee for bringing all these amazing guests and all this free content is please subscribe to the podcast so subscribe anywhere you listen to your podcast this should be available including youtube if you go to nicknicknick.com slash links or the link in the bio on any of my social media you will see how to collect all the links to get onto this anywhere you want and just subscribe if you want to take another minute or two leave a five-star review and while you're on nicknicknick.com slash links you'll see all the ways to connect with me on social media from youtube to facebook to tiktok to instagram to all those fun things please follow please connect with me send me a message interact that really goes a long way i know you hear it all the time when you listen to podcasts but it makes all the difference in the world for the algorithms to get those followings make sure your feeds are popping up so if you're not seeing me pop up in your feeds go on nicknick.com slash links find me like some of my stuff or write to me i'll pop up on yours you'll pop up on mine and we can start to connect on a deeper level but it really helps a lot when guys like andrew watch and they see me post the clips and they see you guys giving the thumbs up giving it the share tagging a friend asking them questions interacting it makes all the difference in the world. So please, looking forward to connect with all you guys on that. But the big thing here is I want to do deals together. So whether you're buying, whether you're selling, or whether you're looking to partner on some level, or have no idea how you want to get involved, just know you want to have a conversation about how we can work together and start to get some deals going, either text me the words real estate at 516-540-5733. Again, that is 516-540-5733. Or just shoot me the words or DM me real estate on any of the social media platforms, the one I monitor the most is Instagram. So my assistant needs to make sure that they see that, put the words real estate in there, and we can start that conversation. Also, if you're looking to get a free checklist on how to bring more buyers uh, value, whether you're a real estate agent, broker, or wholesaler, go to nicknick.com slash biggerpockets for that free checklist. I look forward to meeting everybody in the future, work with everybody, having a conversation with all of you. Thank you for listening. Thank you, Andrew Lucas, for coming on. Thank you for Matt Andrews putting out a great, community and uh, linking us up hope you have a great day a game podcast ladies and gentlemen go get some deals closed
Okay, my guest today is an ex-hotel manager turned entrepreneur and real estate investor fighting out of Columbia, South Carolina. He got bit by the entrepreneur bug in college, realizing the power of rental income and made the leap in 2007 to go from tenant to landlord and never look back, going from an astounding five properties up to 35 properties in about a two-year time period, which is outstanding. Him and his wife founded Lucas Properties and on pace for averaging about six deals per month. He values community and his core values of service first, and he gives back and collaborates through many ways, including his Deal Finders Club and his company, Columbia Cash Home Buyers. He does a fantastic podcast that we're going to talk about. He does live events. He does community things. He does pizza parties. He's a father, <laughs> a husband, a mastermind brother of mine. And of course, he is my guest today. Please welcome to the A-Game Podcast, Andrew Lucas. Thank you, sir, for being here. Welcome. Man, Nick, that was incredible. I'm going to need to take you with me everywhere I go. <laughs> anytime, anytime, man. So I really appreciate you coming on, man. We just came off of a, a three-day event together. It's kind of cool. I'm still here. I'm in the hotel. Um, I think you just landed there. So we're both kind of decompressing from the amazing event. But for people who maybe aren't 100% familiar with you yet, can you give them a 30,000-foot view of who you are and where you came from? Absolutely. Yes. Um, I got in last night, so I am at least got to sleep in my own bed. But uh, so who am I? 30,000 foot view. You kind of hit on it and started in hospitality. Uh, thought that would be my career uh, until got to a point where the only the only next step to move up in the ladder meant that I would have to travel. I had to leave the house you know, on Monday and come back Friday. And my wife and I, we had two kids, one on the way at that time. And that was just not going to work. And, and I was kind of at a cap and, and I'd gotten there fairly quick in, in, in life, which was great. I was blessed to be a general manager at 24, the age of 24. And then I kind of rode that for about 10 years, I guess, somewhere around there. And, and it was, I was there. I was like, all right, I'm here. The next step is to go and be a regional, but that was not going to fit our life. And Michelle, my wife and I, we decided that we wanted to design our life around who we were, not just let our jobs follow us around. So real estate, we, we kind of accidentally been in real estate for a few years before that. And we decided, all right, let's just make this our thing. And so that was what you mentioned in 2016, we had five units decided rental property would be our way out. And we set our goal and we got to 35 units by 2018. And uh, this was before we really even knew what wholesaling was. Uh, then we found wholesaling in 2018. So I was, I was able to quit from the rental properties. And then my wife was able to leave her job from the wholesaling business. And we haven't looked back since. We've, like you said, we've, we've grown a retail team. We run an awesome, awesome meetup here locally, uh, the Deal Finders Club. Um, a lot, of, a lot of great things just from being in this amazing, amazing industry of real estate, which has given us the freedom to of time to travel, the freedom of time to pick our kids up from school. Uh, and I coach soccer tonight, you know. So this is us. <laughs> That's cool, man. Congratulations on all your success. So you have a you had a good energy when we met you, just being like a nice, genuine guy. So I love when I see good people succeed, and you definitely fit that mold. And I think okay. you're you're also an interesting case because you had some comfort and you got out of your comfort zone. You started there, but you had a little bit of the similar background that I feel like I had, where it was, you know, let me just pick up a handful of properties and then I'll just let them sit there for 20, 30 years, and then I'll just retire on those. But yep. something along the way, you you had that shift. And I think that that's a shift that not a lot of people make. I just had the same conversation with Sam Prim. He did a little bit about the same thing. But what was that shift from 
real estate's going to be the side thing that's there for later to now taking the leap that this is going to be the full-time thing now. That's you, you hit nail on the head, literally bought the first one near campus, near the college campus. And I said, you know what, this is going to be great. I got a 30 year mortgage in 30 years. I'll be, you know, whatever it was 55 or somewhere around there. And I will be able to retire and I'll have students pay my rent. Right. And that was, that was the whole plan. And that's how we got to four uh, units. And then we said, my wife and I looked at each other. She was like eight months pregnant, two kids. We left two, two kids at grandma's house and we went to go paint this house to flip it for a uh, turn for the next set of students to come in. Right. And we were like, why in the world are we doing this? You know, we have these two young kids and we're leaving them at grandma's house for the weekend so we can go paint these rental houses. And we said, you know what, this is not, this is not what we want to do. This is not what we signed up for. I was like, well, just wait, you know, in 30 years, it'll be paid off. And, and those conversations, thankfully, my wife was uh, very forgiving of, of those early decisions, <laughs> but, but we said, this is not what we want for the next 30 years, just to get to that quote retirement number. And our agent, our real estate agent who helped us move when we just had one kid, she helped us move. She gave me the book. Um, I probably got it over there. It's called Hold. Uh, Greg Papasan, Jay Papasan, I think maybe wrote it. Sure. It's the yellow one. It's called Hold. Um, anyway, that details how to make rental property a business and actually make cash flow from it. And I read that. I swear I've never read a book probably before that one. Never read one as fast as I read that one <laughs> again. And and I just like the light bulb went off and I said, this is, we're doing it wrong. If we're not making cash flow, we're doing something wrong. This is how we change our lives. This is how we set up our future. And so we we sat down, my wife and I, Michelle, we, we had came up with a plan. We, we did the math. Her salary, she was making $90,000, a year. Like we, we were comfortable, right? We were very comfortable. We took all the taxes out of that because real estate income is not taxes the same. So we took the taxes out of that. And we said, okay, this is what we need as a paycheck. This is what we need every month, cash flow. And we, we did the math and we came up with, you know, about 30, 35 properties, I think is what it came up to. And we set a goal. This is 2016 when we're doing this. My son was going from kindergarten to, to school where it would be, you know, free, quote, you know, free school. And that would take one of those expenses away. So we said, by the time he goes there, we want to be able to, my wife, to quit her job. And that way she can pick him up from school and do all that. And that was the goal we set. And we started, uh, in order to do that, we had to flip houses to make capital, then de redeploy into rental houses. When we deployed it into a rental house, we burned everyone. So we got our cash back out and we just did it over and over and over again. <laughs> and so that's how we got there. And it was amazing, uh, amazing journey. It was wild to see how fast it went when what we ended up doing, we hired coaches to help us. We hired a coach in 2016 to help us put a business plan together, help us to flip these houses, help us to burr. It was amazing to see what that decision made, uh, the, the, the change it made in us. So here we are.
That's awesome, man. Congrats. I love that story. I always think it's funny, too, because people listen to podcasts like this. They go on YouTube. They go to conferences or classes or seminars, and all they want to do is roll their eyes at like, oh, I'm not paying for coaching. It's like, do you know at our level, the fact that we literally just paid how much a year to be around people to get like one or two tips or tricks to make things better? Like every story is about how like the acceleration that you get from people that you can bounce stuff off or, you know, cause I think part of what I heard you say, I was listening to you on a few other podcasts, but going into like a new arena with no safety net and no network and no background, like you wouldn't just go, I'm going to open up a restaurant. I have no contacts in the <laughs> restaurant industry. I have no experience, but I'm going to wing it. And then, you know, I, I watch the YouTube, like it's just crazy. So yeah. when you, when you have that though, I, I'm always interested to hear on the spouse side, was she initially supportive of you going into real estate investing and was she supportive of you investing in coaching and mentoring? So great question. And we actually told this story um, this weekend to somebody like, you know, how did, how did it all happen? And her exact words, I remember it today, like it was yesterday. And she said, this is fine, but don't take my money. <laughs> she said, don't <laughs> take any of my money and you can do whatever you want. And that, you know, it, but being and the wife that she is, she's an amazing person. She's completely different from me. She is like clear and concise with her language. Like, this is what I, this is what I want. This is what I, I need. And, and, you know, here's the boundary, whatever. I'm not that way. I'm, I'm very soft on the edges and stuff like that, but <laughs> having that clear definition of what the business had to do made all the difference because then I knew what my parameter was. Right. And so everything, all the early years of investing, everything just stayed in the business and we plowed it back in. Uh, the one thing we did was we borrowed from her 401k and got a personal loan uh, of like $30,000 to do the first flip, the first flip going into the 2016. And so we didn't take any money out of her checking account, right? Hers, I say hers, it's ours, but um, the one that provided for the kids and the light bills and the power, like, so all that got to stay separate. And the beauty of that was our home was never uh, in jeopardy and she was secure. The kids were secure. Even if I screwed up and like, you know what, this sucks. We messed up. We were secure. And I think having a spouse, that uh, is one of the, I mean, that's one of, what is it? Laszlo's or somebody's greatest needs is security is having our family be secure allowed for freedom to go out there and try new things. And without that, we wouldn't have done it. I guarantee you, we would have done it. That's incredible, man. It's uh, it's always one of those things where I tell people, if I could go back and give somebody advice, I would rather everybody come in and start out with no money, but a supportive spouse or business partner at home versus yeah. a bunch of money. Because I can't tell you how many people come in and financially they're capable of doing stuff, but they're like, hey, I'm going to get divorced over it or, you know, because it's just that fear. But the you know, the, the, the good outweighs the bad. Everybody focuses on what could go wrong, but when they see stuff like your story about what could go right, I just, I don't know how you don't take that shot. Yeah. That's like you said, take, take the shot. Uh, I think your, your point there is well heard and we, you and I've seen it throughout, you know, other masterminds, other groups where people get real successful, but their spouse wasn't on board and they didn't get it or they, they weren't working together. And, the business goes big, but the marriage goes away, right? And the family crumbles. Uh, it's got to start at home. You've got to start at home. You've got to start with um, 
you know, supportive or even now my wife, we, we work together. Her, her, we share an office. Her desk is right on the other side of where you are. Um, and like, you don't have to do that. You don't have to work together, but you've got to be on the same team, you know? And, and we talk about when we do coach people is discipline is freedom. So if you set those guardrails, those boundaries of like, Hey, you're not going to come into this checking account. If you, if the business is hurting, you got to figure out a way to, to pay for it, but we're not touching our security, right? Set that guardrail up, you know, or it's like, Hey, I'm so happy for you that you're building a business, but dinner time is dinner time. Phone is off. We're going to sit here for 30, 45 minutes and we're going to talk to each other, right? Like you don't have to be texting um, agents are bad about this. We have to tell our agents and our team, like if you're at dinner, don't respond. <laughs> agents don't have yeah, to be 24 yeah, seven. Yeah. Like, come on guys. Uh, but, but that, that those guardrails have to be put in place for any entrepreneurial journey, but especially for real estate, because we kind of fall into that. Everything's on fire mentality. And I got to answer now. Yeah. That's good discipline, man. I, I, I we, my business partner goes up the no fly zone. It's like, Hey, yeah. I'm at my kid's birthday party. We're not talking about properties right now. It's like, you're right. No fly zone. I apologize. So it just takes a little <laughs> bit of practice and communication, which I think is awesome, man. So I like that. great stuff. Now, Pivoting from the relationship side of it to the business side. So you are known as a deal finder. So talk a little bit about, about finding deals right now, acquisitions, marketing. What are some of the ways you're getting deals, some of your your channels? Because uh, you're building a really good brand out there, man. And I'm very interested in the way you're doing it because you seem to be making all the right decisions right now. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate it. And yes, deal finders is, it came about because of, the simplicity, but also just the pervasiveness of deals, right? They're, they are literally everywhere. Uh, if you know what it is, right? It's so uh, our community has kind of been built on helping. And as we help people, we, we figure out what helps the most. And now I've, you know, branded it, right? So uh, what happened is when, when Michelle and I, we left our day job, especially when I left, um, I was a manager, like I said, I was a hotel manager. I was the head of the hospitality association on a governor's council for, for um, emergency housing, like all this stuff. So I felt like I was in the hub, like I knew everything that was happening in our market. When I go, <laughs> go from that to real estate, I didn't know a soul. I didn't know anybody. And so we created a meetup to start to meet people. And the, the effect of that was that we then met a lot of people and we learned that a lot of people needed help and, and we had a lot of experience, but I wasn't really good at helping people. I didn't really know that I was ready to start telling people how to do real estate, but a few people asked. And so finally I, I relented and said, okay, I'm going to coach you. I'm going to tell you what we did. I'm going to help you get to where you need to be. And through the last five years of doing that and interviews like this on podcasts that we do, we found that almost everybody who gets in this business found their first deal right in their own backyard. Literally, if you haven't found a deal right now and you're listening to this podcast, you could probably look out the window, do a 360, and there's one in eyesight. It is so crazy how many people start with something right in their own community. So that was what we said. It was like, look, what's the hardest thing of any business, right? Getting started getting out there, taking action, getting that first deal. So we created the deal finders club where that is what we do. We say, look, 
here's the, the top seven free ways to go find a deal in your own backyard, get it within the next month and, and you start your business, right? So we help people get the first two or three deals, uh, set up a system inside, set up a little system that, which would then become part of their business and um, go out and, and once you do one, you do two, you do three, now you the sky's the limit, right? You've, you've changed your mentality, you know it's real. Uh, and it, we've just seen people, I mean, their lives are changed because one deal could be, yeah, some deals are $2,000. $2,000 is a, is a lot of money to, to a lot of people, right? I mean, that's significant extra money. The crazy part is that most deals are $10,000, $15,000, and that is significant change in people's lives. So um, you're also helping sellers at the same time. Because the reason those deals are in your community is because that seller needs help. The own, owner needs help. So uh, we, we've built this community based locally and um, we, we just love it. And we're now from the experience of what we've done locally, we are sharing it to other people because it works. That's outstanding, man. So on the on the marketing side, let's say, because I like you said, I think it's an interesting topic that you're dealing with investors in multiple different ways. And I I use the analogy sometimes where people go, well, Nick, I can't find a deal. I go, okay, well, what are you doing? I just gave you 15 different ways to go find deals. They go, well, yeah, but I didn't do any of them. And I'm like, well, why not? Yeah. So, well, I didn't, I didn't know which one to pick. And I didn't want to pick the wrong one. And people don't want to make that decision. And the, the story I tell is like, you go to the gym. Hey, you want to get in shape? Go to the gym. Call me when you get there. And then they call and they go, I left. I go, well, why'd you leave? It's, well, there was a treadmill and there was a pool and there was weights and there was barbells. And I didn't know what to do. And it's like, hey, any of those would have gotten you into better shape. Just do any of them. So when the conversation starts out, let's let's do first somebody new. Somebody's a new investor and they say, hey, Andrew, what are like three different ways now that I should be maybe with little money out of park, pocket starting as a beginner, ways to market for some deals? Absolutely. You are 100% correct about that, that um, too many options makes people freeze, right? The, the decision becomes difficult. And so in our program, we basically say, look, these are the options, pick one and go for it. And then we kind of lay out like, what, what's it going to take? So let me give you three um, agent talking to real estate agents, agent outreach, um, or just making offers on MLS deals. Okay. So that's kind of the same. I, I like to do them both in the same. So if there's a listing uh, on the MLS, call that agent and do two things. Talk to that agent, see maybe they have others, but also build your network, build your community, and then you make an offer. Here's the thing. We have free leads and paid leads, but also public and private. When they're public, there's more, uh, more, more competition. But the beautiful thing is, especially starting out, is you don't have to guess whether or not they want to sell, right? Hmm. If the if it's a public lead, if it is out there, they've raised their hand and said, I want to sell, you are half the battle's done. Now you just come up with an offer using your own, you know, your math, right? And so when we say go talk to agents, put an offer on the MLS, here's the deal. It's you're not gonna get when you might. Most likely you're not getting one a deal on your first or second offer on MLS properties, right? No, you're going to have to put in like 50 offers to get a deal from MLS listings. And you're going to say, well, why, why that's a lot. Well, because they've raised their hand. They said they want to sell. There's competition. There are other people looking at it. 
and they've already set the price and that's so you know they that's kind of what they're expecting so one in 50 of those people might have an extenuating circumstance where you can work, work a deal all right but it's free so how long does it take you to call 50 people that's up to you right it depends on how long you stay in the gym uh, yeah. so that's that's what i go with wholesalers wholesalers are the best resource for new investors and everybody's like well i want to be a wholesaler great you should be calling every other wholesaler because every bandit sign the sign that's on the side of the road in case y'all don't know is if it says we buy houses for cash that's a wholesaler you should call them and say i want to know what your deals are put me on your list tell me about a deal that you have because i want to buy it and let me give you this this hack this is one of the hacks that we put in our group is if you go to facebook go to the local groups uh, deal finders club is one i'm sure you've got a group any any of the real estate groups go to the search bar and then type in at gmail what it's going to do is it's going to pull up the posts where people are popping in their email account or email address and 90 percent of the time those posts are people asking if for buyers or they posted a deal and say, Hey, give me your email and I'll send you the information. All right. Right there. Do that today. And you can literally find, if you tried, if you stayed in the gym long enough, you can get a hundred, 200 wholesalers, get their information, send them all an email telling them who you are and what you're looking for. And right out the gate, you're going to start getting leads in your inbox today. Um, so that's agents, wholesalers, the other thing is just, this is fun. This is the best one. Uh, you know, you, you've heard of driving for dollars, right? Sure. Yeah. Driving for dollars, you get in your car, you drive around your town, your city, and you go see if the house is beat up. You can do that. But let me give you one that most people haven't heard of. And this is walking for dollars. Okay. Pick, if you got a dog, works way better. If you don't have a dog, <laughs> borrow your neighbor's dog. Just go for a walk, walk your dog. People with dogs, and I don't, you probably shouldn't walk a pit bull. This might scare people, but walking nice, friendly dogs just makes you friendly in the neighborhood and walk your neighborhood and look for houses that are vacant, beat up, cars parked in the front yard, all the same signs. But here's the beauty of it. When you're walking, you get to meet your neighbors. You get to meet people in that neighborhood and you can then find out the story of the house. I can't tell you how many times this has happened. Think about one of our students that got three properties in their own neighborhood simply by walking and that the landlord was there. I don't know if he was kicking out a tenant or cleaning up from a tenant, whatever. They went, talked to him and they got three properties, made $30,000 from that one walk. And I can tell you what, if I could get walk my neighborhood, I knew I was gonna make 30 grand, I would walk every single day <laughs> and, you, and you can pick a different neighborhood if you want right uh it's not it's not about it's not about you it's about connecting with people in that neighborhood that they know the vacant house they know the problem house they know the people that are in foreclosure we walk our neighborhood and there's a nice sweet lady who likes our kids and stuff and she's like hey you know that house is about to go into foreclosure i talked to her her um, the, the sister, you know, the brother has passed away. The sister can't afford it. She said they're going to take it from. Me. And so like 
what did we do? We're like, well, how do we get a hold of her? She's like, here's her phone number. Call her. Like that is what happens when you can get out and make connections. It's not about your neighborhood. It's not about who you are. It's about connecting with people and finding the need. If you can put that in your brain, that's how you become a deal finder. If you have been kicking yourself that you didn't start investing in real estate sooner, whether you're beginner, intermediate, or advanced, any way you're looking to get it on a residential, commercial, land development, wholesaling, fix and flips, whatever it is, let's find a way to get you involved in some projects, get you some properties, whether you want to sell some properties to me, whether you want to buy some properties from me, whether residential, fix and flip, cash flow, multifamily, whatever it is you're looking for, let's figure out a way to get you involved or find a way for us to partner up on some deals. Go to www.nicknicknick.com, go on the consultation tab and figure out how to schedule an appointment to talk about where you fit in if you are not sure, or you can just reach out to me on any of my social media channels. If you go on www.nicknicknick.com slash links, you will see all the different ways to connect with me and figure out how we can start to work together, make it happen. Everybody that invests in real estate always just says they wish they did it sooner. Best time to start is today. Man, that's incredible. I'm just realizing how lazy my dog is. My doggy Roush should be making me money. <laughs> that's right. All around over there, man. That's funny. So you, you brought up two interesting points that were not on my initial agenda that I think are very important topics. So one of them being, you say you got to put out 30, 40, 50 offers to get one accepted, which I've dealt with. I've done it. But I also know that doing that, you burn through a lot of realtors. You get a lot of negativity, especially in the seller's market like we're in now. It's hard sometimes to get somebody to agree to put that many offers in before they quit on you. So what are some tips and tricks for somebody to be able to get a good buyer's agent or have a higher probability of having somebody even submit enough offers to get one accepted in competitive market? Yeah. If you're just starting out, this, this is part of the, that trick is you, you don't want a buyer's agent at that point because you are going to completely wear them out. Your goal is to go connect with other agents because if you call 50 different agents that have those listings, you're going to, meet 50 people, which is great. This is, again, we're building a community, building connections. But within those 50, you might find that person that clicks and connects with you. And then you've got yourself a partner, a team member, right? So that we we don't suggest getting that buyer's agent because they'll be like, look, I'm not putting all these offers in. And, and <laughs> frankly, our main agent that works for us, she's like, I'm not putting this offer in. It's too low. I'm like, well, don't do the paperwork, just call them and figure out what's going on. You know, and so that's what she does now. Uh, but in the beginning, don't don't have a buyer's agent do it. Um, I will say one thing. We we taught a two-day class here, and so there were some agents in there. We were, of course, talking to investors, and some agents are investors. And I told them, I said, look, if you're an agent, you should be thinking like a business owner. Like you are an entrepreneur, but most agents don't think that way. What if as an agent, you had a referral, I mean, a, a service, a service fee, and you had a monthly monthly fee for your clients and say, look, I'll put in uh, every month if you sign up $50 a month with that gets five offers every month or 10 offers, whatever it is. As an agent, there can be something there. You, you're building a business, right? What does a service fee look like? As an investor, if we we've made our agent mad, like, look, every time you fill out an, uh, an offer for me, it's 10 bucks, right? $10. I know it takes your time. You know, please, I love you. I like working with you. I'll pay you for your time. So guys, it, it boils down to what are you willing to do for your business, right? And there's a little, little roadblocks, but 
if you think like an entrepreneur, if you think a little outside the box, you can get through that. And, and I'd love to see some agents actually think like investors and think like entrepreneurs uh, because they can actually build their own business a little bit better. Yeah. I agree with that, man. That's fantastic info. A second offshoot of what you were talking about was using wholesalers. And the thing I tell people is I, I've done a lot of deals with wholesalers. I've been the wholesaler. And one of the common consistencies I find from some of these groups is when you get a deal from a wholesaler, their rehab budget is always <laughs> low and their ARV is always very high. So oh, yeah. I tell new investors, this is where coaching and stuff like that, I think is really huge because you need to verify your own numbers. And, and my rule of thumb is generally... If they're telling me it's a home run, it's probably a double. If they're telling me a double, it's probably a, you know what I mean? So it doesn't mean it's not a deal. I just find that it's usually not the deal that they're saying it is. And I have to make sure my numbers are tight. So what do you do on that side when you're dealing with these wholesalers and they're all sending you deals to verify those numbers? Or are you finding the same thing in your market? We are. And, um, you know, because of the things like doing these things, I have my, my email blows up with these wholesaler leads. And because of, you know, our meetup and things, we try to educate wholesalers on exactly what you just said, but, but they don't, you know, they're not all from here or whatever. So um, we have to run our own numbers and I can tell you right now, it's again, as a new person, you want to evaluate all of them. You want to take each one, look at it, run the numbers, get used to it. Now in my market and in our business, um, I'll probably get 10 leads a day from wholesalers and nine out of 10 go in the trash. One of them I send over to our acquisitions team and say, hey, evaluate that, make an offer. Or, or I send it to them and they decide what they're going to do with it. Most of them are just so, so far overpriced. Uh, and it's, there, there's a reason for that. And it's because the wholesalers haven't been trained enough. They don't know how to negotiate. They don't know how to run their numbers. I don't want to say that that they're bad at their job. They just don't know. Uh, that, that their job is to negotiate a really good price and know their numbers. That's what wholesalers should be doing. Part of, part of what they're hearing on YouTube and other groups and stuff is like, just get somebody to sign a contract and you can cancel later. <laughs> it's, not, it's not a good business model, guys. And, and that's the reason wholesaling is becoming illegal in many states, including ours. And, and people are getting fined and... and um, being told not that they can't operate anymore. Like your complete business is shut down uh, because of wholesaling. And, and that's where it's come from. Unfortunately, like the cat's already out of the bag. Legislation's coming. States are outlawing it or putting rules in place. So uh, you can't really change that. What I would say to a new investor is to make sure you run your own numbers. I honestly don't even, I don't even look at what they say. The wholesalers say, I just need pictures, you know, I love that, man. So that's fantastic advice, which brings up another very interesting topic where with the changes that are coming in the market, my buddy, Tim Caliso, I had on my podcast, which I could definitely link you up. He'd be a great guest for you as well. But he always yeah. says that there's opportunity and volatility. And I was just having this conversation with somebody at our mastermind about how whenever there's regulations that come, 
there's a sense of fear and anxiety on our side of like, oh my God, how is this going to affect my business? But then there's also opportunities for the people that were not doing the business the right way, or it's going to thin the herd a little bit. But I also know that real estate re investors are some of the most resilient people you've ever seen in your lifetime. And since the day I started, however many years ago now, 15, 16 years, we're always six months away from a new regulation that's going to put <laughs> our business out, but we always find a way to get around it. You know, like there's the whole short-term rental stuff now, and now my whole Instagram is blown up with mid-term rental. Like there's always going to be a thing. So I I thought you said it perfect. I was listening to you and you were like, sometimes the anxiety keeps me up at night of not even knowing what am I not thinking of that's coming down the line. And I feel like I get a lot of that of like, I have to do this now, but what am I not preparing for? How can I be ahead of stuff? So having said that, what are some things you're doing? First off, what are some things you're seeing in the market that you think are coming down the pipeline? And how are you adjusting your business and your buy box now to adapt to some of the changing legislates or rules or things that are coming down the pipeline for real estate investing? Sure. Yeah. Uh, that's a great point and great question is so a year ago, actually a year and a month ago, we, we decided that the wholesaling, the traditional wholesaling method was not for us anymore. And, and what was happening was of course we saw the legislation coming across the country all over. It, it didn't hit here until, um, about eight months ago. So we were a little ahead of the, the big hammer that hit here. Uh, but the the issue was, is that the market was a little bit crazy and buy cash, the, the traditional cash buyers where they were overbidding and everyone was like, all right, I'm, I'm, we're going to have auction style and, and they would go higher and higher and higher. That quit. And what happened was, is we found cash buyers began to control us as the as the wholesaler, we were holding a contract. Well, the cash buyers knew that that our contract was for thirty days, typically, right? And they knew if we tried to sell it in the first week, but we couldn't sell it, typically the price was going to come down. Well, and it also didn't take long because we were in this. We've been doing the business for four years, I guess, at this point. The cash buyers knew what our profit margin was because they had bought <laughs> from us before, right? We were doing a lot of deals, selling six, seven, eight deals a month, so they. They figured out, well, every time we show up, he's got a $15,000 assignment fee in there. Well, my next offer is probably going to be ten dollars to $15,000 less than his ask, right? And so we started to see our margins get crunched because the cash buyers were getting smarter. Uh, they also weren't as excited, so there wasn't a whole lot of frenzy anymore. And, and so we knew we didn't want to be held hostage to that business model. So we said, well, where's the best buyer, right? If, if you're a wholesaler or, or buyer that's looking to sell quick, right? Um, who's the best buyer? It's the, it's the MLS buyer. It's the one that wants to move into it or the one that's, uh, you know, has a full-time job and doesn't really connect with wholesalers. The one that doesn't want to deal with the iffiness of wholesaler deals that sometimes call, come through, sometimes fall out, you know, sometimes are in probate, all that stuff. It's the buyer that wants certainty. I see it on the MLS. I make an offer. I'm working with an agent. I know how this is going to close. That buyer pays a lot more than your off-market cash buyer. So we've turned our business to figure out how can we get deals on the market as fast as possible and sell them for as much as possible. And the crazy thing is, is our profit margin increased 66%. Same deals, same marketing budget profit's gone up 66%. And so 
per deal, right? 66% per deal. And we're like, all right, we're doing this. (laughs) This is how (laughs) the business goes forever. Um, And and so to look forward, I think there's going to be more of this. There's got to be, there's going to be more of the legislations that come down, more of the rules. Um, But also we're looking at a market that um, was very resilient through these interest rate hikes. Um, But I think we're seeing it kind of stall. The the Fed rate hikes have kind of got to a point where, at least in our market, we're seeing it make people think about it. They're slowing down on the purchases. Still inventory is low, but inventory is going to start coming back. Why? Because foreclosures are going to come back and less people are going to buy because of the interest rates. So inventory is going to come back up. What does that mean for these for investor businesses, wholesalers. Well, we still got to do the business. We still got to help sellers. There's still going to be plenty of sellers and owners that need help and they don't want to list it with an agent. They don't want the uncertainty. They certainly don't want to list it with an agent and have it sit there for eight months while they're not making any money at all. So we, we were just talking about before we started was a part of our local model and local coaching and teaching was what we call the installment method where we, we actually, in order for us to get these deals on the MLS faster and cleaner and without putting all the money out front, you don't have to, without having to buy the $200,000 house, then put it on the market is we use what's called the installment method. And so that's what we see the future of, because with this method, you can actually get the sellers that need help. We can get the property on the market so that we can get the highest price. They get certainty because we are paying installments. We're helping them out monthly. We're doing what the seller needs. Uh, We can solve their problems by letting them stay in the house if they need to. We can solve their problem by paying a monthly mortgage if they need to, right? We solve their problem by taking the headache away. If they don't live here or they just don't want to cut the grass anymore, we can do that. So we're we're seeing that without having, we're doing that without having to buy the whole house. And that's where I think the future is, is it's creative acquisitions that are going to give us as investors and wholesalers more time versus that wholesaler that only has 30 days. We're going to get, we're going to give ourselves more time to sell and a higher profit margin because we're getting it to more people. So whatever that looks like for you, that's what we see coming up. That's interesting. So talk talk a little bit more detail about that installment. So it seems like a little bit of a hybrid between almost a sub two and a hotel. And like a, 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 there looked like there was some, some variations that you could take there a little bit. So go, go a little bit deeper into that because that's super interesting. Yeah, absolutely. So it, it, it is a hybrid and it's actually kind of, it, it's been around for a while, but we just haven't figured out as, as investors how to use this properly. And so what happened is we actually had a friend who got in trouble from wholesaling and and the commission said, Hey, you can't operate anymore. So we came together, that friend called us and like, what are you doing? And and he said, well, we're thinking of doing novations. I said, no, 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 timeout. If you think wholesaling is bad, you do this novation and you get yourself in big trouble if you mess up. And, and I mean like fraud type trouble, right? So like, you've got to be so careful. And I said, well, look, let's go talk. And so we sat at, 
the attorney's table with a South Carolina real estate commissioner. So the guy that like makes the rules. And so we kind of sat there and we said, well, look, this is what we've been doing. Like, what, what's the deal? And he's like, no, that's fine. There's no deal. And we got, we kind of brainstormed. And it was a group of us that said, you know what, this really isn't as hard as we think it is. Um, the only issue is, is we just haven't thought of working installments this direction. We haven't thought of this as a marketing tool. And so I would say the hardest thing for sub two, subject to purchases would be getting that seller to sign over their property while you still sit there that where that lien, the mortgage or whatever it is, is still on their credit, right? What we, what we found with like tired landlords, if they had a mortgage on it, or even if they didn't, they're like, look, I'm not going to sign over this thing until you paid me off. I'm not going to try to come get you in foreclosure. So we do the installment method. And so they still get to hold, they still get to hold their deed. It stays in escrow. And then when we pay them off, once we sell it, everything is signed all at once. Uh, the beauty, the beauty of this is that seller never has to come back to the closing table. They don't see the HUD. They don't see what you put into it. They don't see what you get out of it. It is just you and your new buyer. So there's, there's so much to this. I know uh, it's hard to kind of explain it all. Uh, I'll give you the website, installmentmethod.com forward slash Nick, 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 uh, it, where you will get uh, all the information is there. We have, I mean, so much detail. The cool thing is, it's not as hard as I thought it was, which is why, Nick, like I told you, we're trying to share this with people because our community needs help. They need a way that they can continue to do business and grow their business while the market is a little bit iffy. Dude, that is really interesting. So you have taught me something. That's a whole new strategy that's now piqued my interest. I, I love that, man. So I'm definitely going to check that out. And I appreciate you putting that link together for some more info for all of our listeners. That's really big of you, man. And yeah. talking about community, I know I've taken up a lot of your day already, but I always love the conversations I hear you talking about, about coming from a place of service and making sure that that's really the idea is taking care of people and you're helping give back with a lot of different ways. So talk about some of the things you have going on, deal finders club, your cash buyers company, your podcast, how do people find you? Talk all things going on with Andrew. Yeah, man. Um, you kind of hit on it. Yeah, we uh, we we've built a community here. I love where I'm from. You know, we work a lot here, Columbia, South Carolina. If anybody's listening to this and you are within driving distance, we we talk about the state of South Carolina most of the time. But we have weekly meetups, so every single week we have something that you could join in to be a part of. Um, that's DealFindersClub.com. You can check that out. The, there's an events calendar somewhere on there, but yeah. you can come check out our live events. Our podcast link is there. Uh, that's really probably the best place to connect uh, with everything, really. So check that out and, and happy to help, happy to guide anybody through what we're seeing. Again, you know, the, the mastermind that we were at was literally a bunch of go-givers, a bunch of people in the room that are sharing their message. And the fun thing is, is like we get connect, get to connect with people that have learned so much more than us in different realms or whatever. And they're all willing to share. And so it's, it's um, contagious. 
So I've caught the bug. Let me know how yeah. I can help. I'd love to share. That's awesome, man. And uh, social media, I know you're you're officially on TikTok now. So yes. talk about some of the handles and ways people can uh, connect with you on social media if they want to take this relationship a little bit further. Yeah, absolutely. So Instagram, TikTok, it's the Andrew R. Lucas. Um, probably the same on Facebook, if not Andrew Lucas on Facebook. And yes, we're on TikTok. We've had some fun doing a lot of video and, uh, you know, I don't, I don't know where else we'll be, but whenever there's fun video content, we're going to be there. So we have our YouTube channel. That's the deal finders YouTube as well. Uh, you know, I, I just enjoy this. I, I enjoy doing these podcasts with you, Nick, and, and putting the videos together because, Somebody's going to learn something, uh, it, and we try to make everything we do informative and give action steps. Like, hey, wherever you are in your business, you need to take your next step. Your next step is either in this episode or in another one. So pay attention and and take your next step. Where where do you need to move to build your business? That's outstanding, man. And I know you said somebody's always going to learn something. I learned something today, so thank you, sir. I feel like I should pay you for your time, but this is awesome, man. You are a, a very nice guy. You know, I hear nothing but great things about you, and I, I they actually mentioned you from stage about how you had this whole new method, and I had forgotten about it. So thank you for right. sharing that. I'm looking forward to connecting with you and learning a little bit more and implementing that in my business. Anybody else listening that's interested in connecting with you, all the show notes, all the links for your social media, everything is going to be right there in the show notes. So just jump on, click, and make sure you connect with Andrew. You, sir, are somebody who brings your A-game to everything you do, everything you've done, and this interview has been no different. You definitely brought your A-game here today. Before I let you go back about your day and get, get back to business after our mastermind, any final thoughts before I let you go today? No, I, I love the podcast name, The A-Game. Guys, this is literally what we talk about. Um, I, I will give you a, a tip, a trick, just something for your life uh, is a friend of ours, you may know him, Cody, uh, told me one day, he said, he wakes up every morning, gets on the side of the bed or wherever he is. And he says, who in my life today needs my A game? And it's, I think about it all the time. It's so powerful guys. If you can, it doesn't have to be just in the morning. If you're sitting at your desk and you're, you're just zoned out who right now needs your A game, go give it to them. I'll leave it with that. I love that, man. Thank you very much, sir. Wise words. This has been awesome, man. I'm looking forward to connecting with you even more and seeing you again in a couple of months. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you so much for being patient and bringing a lot of value today. Andrew Lucas, ladies and gentlemen, have a fantastic day. Thanks, Nick. You so watch it.